In Neil Anderson's book, Victory Over the Darkness, he says this, Acceptance was replaced by rejection. Therefore, we have a need to belong. Do you wrestle with rejection from others? The rejection of others is one of the hardest things for me. Thankfully, there's freedom in the acceptance of God. Join me this week as I talk about how you can be free from rejection. Hi, and welcome to the Raising Kids on Your Knees podcast. Raising Kids on Your Knees is a ministry dedicated to equipping you to pray and parent life into the lives of your children. I am your host, Tina Smith. Welcome to the show. I'm so happy you're here with me. My prayer for you is that your time here will help you grow in freedom and victory in Christ so that your prayers for your children are powerful and effective. For us to understand the acceptance of God, we need to go back and revisit what exactly happened to us when Adam and Eve gave in to sin in the Garden of Eden, if we're ever to recover from the effects of it in our personal lives. God created every one of us with a need for belonging, both to Him and to one another. But instead of feeling like we belong, we fight the feelings of rejection that bombarded us moment by moment by those we love and come into contact with. When we have an intimate personal relationship with God, it sets us up to have an intimate personal relationship with one another. John Ortberg, in his book, Everybody's Normal Till You Get to Know Them, I love the title of that book, when talking about the human-shaped void, this is what he says, sometimes in church circles, when people are feeling lonely, we tell them not to expect too much from human relationships, that there is inside every human being a God-shaped void that no other person can fill. This is true, but apparently, according to the writer of Genesis, God creates inside this man a kind of human-shaped void that God himself will not fill. So let's talk about how we are accepted by God and the difference that that makes in our lives and our personal relationships. The first thing I want to share with you is that you have a right to be a child of God. Look with me at John chapter 1 verse 12. It says, but to all who believed in him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. When we have or have adopted children of our own, they are always and forever our children. There's nothing that can change that fact. When we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior, it is the very same thing. We become his child forever and always. Nothing can ever change our position as a child of the King. It is our identity. It is who we are. It's easy to think that who we are is what we do. For instance, if I were to ask you, who are you, what would you say to that question? Would you say, I'm a wife, or I'm a mom, or I'm a teacher, or a nurse, or on and on and on? The only answer to that question as a child of God is, I'm a child of God. All those other things are what we do as a child of God. So you need to be careful not to confuse what you do with who you are. The second thing I want to share with you about your identity is that as a child of God, you are spiritually alive. 1 Corinthians 6.17 tells us this, but the person who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Receiving Jesus as Lord and Savior invites the Holy Spirit to come alive in us. At the moment of conversion, we go from being 
spiritually dead to spiritually alive. Adam and Eve chose disobedience in the garden when they ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The consequences of their disobedience was spiritual death. Because of this, we are all born spiritually dead until we receive Jesus as Savior and Lord. At the very moment of our conversion, we become spiritually alive in Christ. We become one in spirit with him. If you have received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are now spiritually alive and one in spirit with him. The third thing I want to share with you is something that means so much to me as a child of God. 1 Corinthians 12, 27 tells us this. All of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is a part of it. Your family is unique from everyone else's, and chances are when you're together, there are things that make you unique to one another. It might be looks or mannerisms, or even the sound of each other's voices. For instance, our family has several family mantras. When we're together in a conversation, chances are you're going to hear some of those family mantras spoken by one of us. These are unique to our family. In the same way, when Jesus became our Lord and Savior, we became a part of the body of Christ. The closer we walk with Jesus, the more we resemble each other. We speak truth to one another. We will strive to walk in the spirit. There will be very specific things that will distinguish us as the body of Christ. Most of all, it's our love for one another. We're family. The fourth thing I want to share with you is something that we don't often realize as a child of God. It's simply something we don't talk about. Look with me at Ephesians 1.1 and see if you can find it. This letter is from Paul chosen by the will of God to be an apostle of Christ Jesus. I am writing to God's saints in Ephesus who are faithful followers of Christ. If you tell someone they are stupid, chances are no matter how smart they are, they will believe they are stupid. Maybe somebody's told you that. We tend to believe the words spoken of us by others. It is the same for the believer of Christ. In the Bible, people who did not follow Jesus were referred to as sinners. If we always refer to ourselves as forgiven sinners, guess what we're going to do? We're going to sin. But when we look at this passage in Ephesians, we see that followers of Jesus are only referred to as saints. Never are followers of Jesus referred to as sinners. If we refer to ourselves as redeemed saints we will be more likely to act like one because you cannot behave contrary to what you genuinely believe. As a child of God, you are a redeemed saint who occasionally sins. I'm going to wrap all of this up today talking about something I'm very passionate about, and that is the freedom that we have as a child of God. Freedom is part of our identity in Christ. Look at Colossians 1.14 with me. For he rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. Let me ask you this question. Have you ever visited a dog pound? If you have, you've seen some of the cutest puppies and dogs ever. It's one of my favorite places to go. But as cute as they are, they're all caged up. 
They have no freedom to run or even the freedom to be loved. Some may never make it out alive unless they are rescued. When we do not know Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we're just like those little locked up puppies. We have no freedom to be all God created us to be. We have no freedom to be unconditionally loved. And most importantly, we will never make it out of this life to live in eternity with Jesus in heaven. That is exactly what Jesus did for you and for me. He rescued us from our locked up cage of darkness and sin and set us free to be all he created us to be and live an abundant life in him. He set us free to experience the unconditional love of our Heavenly Father. He set us free to live in eternity with Him in Heaven. That is the best news out there, and it isn't fake news. I personally believe that one of the biggest things that prevents us from walking in the victory of Christ on a day-to-day basis is not understanding and believing who we are in Christ and our true identity. As you allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you this week, kick unbelief to the curb and boldly walk in the truth of who you are as a child of God. I mentioned the book by Neil Anderson, Victory Over the Darkness, in the very beginning of this podcast. Neil Anderson has taken the Bible, opened it up, and shares in this book the power of our identity in Christ. I highly recommend that you have this book on your shelves. This week, one of my subscribers will win a copy of this book. If you are not a subscriber to the Raising Kids on Your Knees Prayer Tribe, won't you go to the website right now and become a part of our community? You will receive a free prayer sheet every week that will take all the guesswork of how to pray for your children. We would love to have you. There's a link in the show notes that will take you to the website. I hope this episode has blessed you. If it has, please share it with a friend or a family member. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you won't miss an episode. Let me pray for you today. Heavenly Father, I lift my friend up to you. I ask Lord Jesus that you would just speak to their heart, that they would know fully how fully and completely accepted they are by you. Lord God, I thank you that you love us unconditionally, that Lord God, we don't have to walk in the bondage of rejection, and that Lord God, we can walk in freedom from it. I thank you and I praise you. I pray that you would bless my friend. In Jesus' name, amen.